Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Amen, amen. Well, it's good to see everybody in this place. I want to give honor to everyone who came out for graduation Sunday. And, and I know the graduates will tell you, but I, I thank you all for being here for them this evening. I, I think for them it means a lot to have family and to have a church family that's behind our graduates and our young people. Amen. And so I want to give y'all honor today. And to all of our guests, all of our family who's here to celebrate their graduate, thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to celebrate with them and celebrating with us. Amen. Amen. It is graduation service, and so we are here to give honor to our graduates today. I know that y'all can wipe away the, the sweat. It's over. It's over. For some, that may be a bad thing. You may be missing it. You're going to miss it a little while. But now a new chapter is coming. And, and it's exciting. It's stressful sometimes. But it's exciting to see where God brings people. Amen. I have to remind my young people, and I had to remind myself that I wasn't, you know, in high school was one thing, but that wasn't the end for me. That God had great things in store for me after high school, and all I had to do was trust and believe on Him. And that's the same thing for tonight. If you trust in God, He'll get you through any season of your life. I know y'all been standing, so we'll go ahead and get right into the Word. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at the book of Luke. We're going to be looking at chapter 5. I know if y'all were here this morning, y'all were in Luke this morning. Y'all were actually a chapter before it, I believe. So, we're going to be going over to the next chapter, Luke chapter 5. And this is Jesus moving throughout the people. The scripture says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, upon Jesus, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets and he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship now when he had left speaking he said unto Simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I want to pause and just say real quick, if there's anybody to just trust, it's the good Lord. If the good Lord tells you and I to do something, I promise you what he has in store, you got to trust it. It may, it may look scary, it may look frightening, it may, you may not know what to do. But when the Lord is inquiring you to do something, I promise, take that limb, take that extended hand and go on that ride. And he said, and when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, and they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. 
And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. Last verse. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Church, I'm glad we can follow somebody like Jesus. I'm glad I can follow somebody who has so much more for me than anybody else. I'm glad I can follow somebody who's got my best interests at heart. No matter what the world says, no matter what my friends think, no matter what people think is good for me, God knows what's good for me. And I'm glad that, you know, I can just follow Him. It don't matter what anybody else thinks or says. If I follow God, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And it's going to be a wonderful thing. And I don't need to let anything else distract me. Amen. Amen. Well, just for a few moments, I want to speak on this graduation service, this simple topic, experience needed. And it's going to make sense in a little bit, but experience needed. If we can set our Bibles down and go before the Lord right now for this service. Dear Heavenly Father, Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise right now, God, for who you are. You are Alpha and Omega. You're beginning and the end. You're the great I Am. You're Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Lord God, you're so much... For us, you fight for us, you're with us, you're in us and through us, God. You're so many things, Lord God. I pray for you to have your way in this service. Move, let your spirit move throughout us and amongst us tonight, Lord God. Let your perfect will be done. God, I pray for these graduates tonight, God. God, that the word that you have given go forth. God, and not just for these graduates, but for all of us tonight, Lord. Let us take it. Let us meditate on it day and night, God. Let us move how you want us to move. And God, I'm so thankful for the graduates. I'm thankful for everyone here tonight to hear your word, God. But most importantly, I'm thankful for what you're going to do in this service and what you're going to leave us with here tonight. And if you believe that, church, if you believe God is already moving and he's going to move by the end of service, can you thank him? Hallelujah. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, for who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. And with that, church, you may be seated. Amen. Amen. But tonight, we honor two of our graduates here today. We honor Ashton. We honor Bethany from, Bethany from Buckeye and Ashton from Tioga. Both graduates have graduated high school, and now we're moving on to the next chapter in their lives. And I'm sure if you've asked... Some of them, some, a couple of them, one may be super excited to be leaving high school and the other one not, not so much. They're, they're still in their fields and they're still, they're still missing high school. I know, I know when I graduated high school and I think it was the night of mystery tour was when it really hit me. Okay, so we saw the sunset after graduation and I realized, yep, this is it. No more high school. It's done. I can't be a kid anymore, Brother Francois. I got to be an adult. Oh. That's the worst. Any, can anybody testify being an adult is just, ugh. It's got its days, amen. It's got its days, right? Quick story. Um, Ashton, your mom was telling me yesterday that um, Ashton got her first bill in the mail a few days ago. And she looked at it, okay? I hope she don't mind me telling the story. She looked at it, and she saw how much it was. And the first thing she did was she threw it at her mom, Sister Alita. If I'm telling the story right, Sister Alita, if not, correct me. But she looked at it, and she said, oh, no, you're out of high school. You've graduated. You pay it, right? 
right? And I don't, I don't know how the rest goes. That's y'all. But that's interesting, right? It just, it just hits you. When you're done with high school, it just hits you and you realize, okay, what's next? What's next in my life for me? And you're done with high school and since that's over, you've now endured what a lot of us, if not, pro- well, really all of us have endured what we call the high school experience. And when you hear me say those words, for all of us, whether it was this past year or five years ago or ten years ago, when you think of the high school experience, what comes to your mind? Do you chuckle? Is there an eye roll? How about maybe a thoughtful, maybe you could have done differently or things that you were really happy you accomplished? The high school experience church taught us a lot of things. During our time in high school, I'm sure, you know, we had to meet new people. In fact, there were people that we met that we had to interact with that we probably would have never interacted with under any circumstances. You know, I'm sure graduates, you interacted with people who you wish you probably would have never interacted with in high school. And then there are people you've interacted with who are now your lifelong friends. Another thing high school taught us was it was a terrific time to try new things. Regardless of if it was a sport, a club, an extracurricular activity, or a new hobby, most of these extra things in high school, we wouldn't know if we liked them or we may have not experienced it unless we experienced high school. But if there's one thing that the high school experience really teaches, obviously besides subjects and classes and instruction that we have to take, is that in high school you start discovering who you are. The start, beginning phases of discovering who you are as a person happens in high school. High school at times was and is still today a difficult time. It's not hard to stumble a little or a lot while we were enduring the 7.30 to 3, Monday through Friday, rigorous coursework and teenager social life. There were times where we probably fell behind and didn't think we were going to make it on a class assignment. Maybe some of us were procrastinators, you know, and waited always till the last minute to do an assignment and just hoping hoping your teacher was going to be gracious and give you some extra credit or maybe push it back the next week, right? Or there were some days where you were on top of your game like you were supposed to do. Be a good student and do your assignment way, way in advance. We may have had learned to be resourceful because sometimes things just didn't come naturally to us, but we learned to appreciate those assignments or tests more because we worked really hard to accomplish those tasks. I don't know about y'all, but I was never good in science. I was never really good in English. Math was probably my easiest subject, and so for math it was nothing. But when I did good on a science project or a science test, I, I, I was more excited about that because I actually had to work for it and had to, do, had to do good things. The high school experience came with a lot of social pressure to be cool or to be something that, if we're honest with ourselves, we're not. It's a pressure that tells us that we need you to be a certain type of person. We need you to fit in. And I'm thankful today knowing you too that that's not how you rolled. You were who you were. You were who God designed you two to be. You two showed the light to others. Knowing and talking to both of y'all and hearing stories and just hearing from family, both of y'all, Bethany and Ashton, y'all were people who were friends to the least of these. Y'all were people who, when people were getting picked on, you went and became their friends. Sister Bethany, I love on Wednesday nights, nobody has to encourage you to go pray for somebody. You're the first one there. 
to pray for, any, for, pray for them. And that goes a long way. And that's going to take you far in this world. Just being a friend. There's so much fake and there's so much hurt and there's so much pain out there. That realness and a genuine person goes a long way today. And God, I'm telling you, is so thankful that you are these people today. That you are ones who want to change the world and love on people. But if God made us in His image, and if we are to be a child of God, then why should we change it? Why not just be the best version that God wants us to be? Who He designed us to be. But going through high school, regardless of public, private, or homeschool, it's not just the only major thing that you're going to experience in your life. And for some, you may have already experienced major things in your life. Graduates and church members, regardless of what happens in our future, whether it's you know for graduates, if you're going to college, trade school, if you're starting your own business, for some of us, if it's family plans and marriage and living in new places, different transitions, different experiences of life, they come and go. And they all bring their own set of challenges and their own unique circumstances that will impact and shape our lives for the rest of our world. See, because it's experiences that shape us, they mold us. It's experiences that create who we are personality-wise and, and different things like that. It's experiences that a lot of times are the best teacher versus the teachers that some of us had in our classrooms. Though we read books and we understand that there's foundational truth in knowledge and laws and precepts and regulations and principles that create this blank canvas in our lives, it's the experience that we go through that provides the paint and the colors and the crayons for us to color on these canvases. So that's why when you get older and you apply for a job, it's not just important nowadays for you to have a degree or a diploma or a certification. Some do find jobs with just that. Some find jobs, but for a lot of us, we have to have this thing called experience. A lot of jobs nowadays want you to have one year's or two years or three years or however many years of experience, and not just any experience, experience that is needed for the work ahead. It's because they want to see that we know more than just what we made on a test or what we read in a book, or what we did in a classroom, because situations arise and they come in the workforce, and that we've got to be able to think on our feet and be able to take care of business. But church, let's be honest, if you think about experience for the workforce, it's, it's getting kind of ridiculous nowadays. Organizations and businesses and manufacturers and companies, the, the requirement for experience is just a little bit, it's a little bit high nowadays. If, Sister uh, Kelly, if you can show that first image I have. I saw this the other day. It says, cashier wanted, must be 18 years old with 20 years of experience. <laughs> Posted on their front store. I don't know where they're going to find that person. But if they do, they better keep them, whoever that is. Sister Kelly, if you can show the next image, please. It says, when jobs want you to have 10 years of work experience before the age of 22, and for those that can't see, it's a bunch of children in construction gear ready to get started for work. Amen. Amen. But it's ridiculous and it's getting harder. But I'm thankful that, you know, just talking from my work and for what I do, you know, we have high schools that are creating opportunities for our students to get credentials and to go ahead and still getting workforce 
experience, whatever it may be, they can go ahead and get started. We didn't have that when I was in high school. You didn't have an opportunity to get your certification in EMT and to even start being a welder or anything like that in high school. I know I'm speaking to graduates that know a little bit something about a man named Jesus. And I know I'm speaking to people in a congregation who knows, who has a lifeline and a help that comes to a person called Jesus. But heed to this preacher when he says, if there's an experience that we need more than what we experience in high school, what we experience at work and through the ups and downs in life, graduates in church, it's always an experience and encounter with Jesus. That's the experience that is needed. Yes, your job, career, whatever you decide to do in the future is going to require an experience. But what's going to get you really far and what's going to get you the ultimate cash prize and the reward at the end of the day is what you do with the experience needed with Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalms 34 and 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. And so no matter what experience is needed in our lives, just know that we are blessed in our life's experiences when we put our trust in God. No matter what you go through, no matter what experience comes your way, just know, hold on to what God has done in your life. You're here today, you're standing, you're sitting on this front pew and we're sitting in a church service tonight because God is blessing us and God is doing more in our lives than what anybody else can do. Amen. Experience is a great teacher, but it is by no means the only teacher. Experience, though, is often a good source of truth, is not the source to which all other sources must bow. To make one's own experience the trump card in truth leads to a closed mind that is incapable of seeing beyond itself. Reality is by no means limited to our experiences, and we find this principle with our beginning text. People were gathering around Jesus as word was getting around to who he was and what he was doing with his miracles and his words all throughout Galilee. We find Jesus near the lake of Gennesaret or as we now call today the Sea of Galilee. So we have Jesus standing on the shore of this water. The people have arrived and are just in awe of this man and are drawn to his presence. This experience that the people are having with Jesus is unreal to them. They're drawn by what they've heard. They're drawn by what people have told them. But they're longing for something to have an interaction with one-on-one with Jesus. They want to see what they've heard to it to be true. They want to experience what everybody else has been experiencing. And so for those of us who have never experienced Jesus before, it doesn't seem normal to you. It doesn't seem normal to know what God can do. But I know there are people in here tonight that have experienced God. And they know that what He's done in your life and my life and graduates, what He's done in your life and is going to do is a testament that God is as real as it gets. That God is real. That God is so real. Despite what everybody else says, despite what everything else goes, God is real. He's a real person. Proverbs 3 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. So though what you may have experienced, what we may experience in this life, maybe it doesn't add up sometimes when we encounter Jesus. Maybe what we've experienced doesn't align to what an experience with Jesus does. Don't trust yourself 
on what you think you know. Don't trust yourself. Oh, well, it's not going to work out. Jesus doesn't have time for me. I'm doing this. He doesn't have time to help me out. I've been too busy. I've not been faithful. Don't worry about what you've done, what you're experiencing. Only thing you need to carry about in this life is just know that the gates are always open. The door is always open. The church will always stand. And there's a God that will always want to have an experience with you. And with us, no matter what we do. Amen. So Jesus was standing there hanging out by the shore with the people around him just captivated. And before Jesus was pushed too much, he noticed two ships docked by the lake and the fishermen were washing their nets because they were done for the day. So Jesus backs up and climbs into Simon Peter's ship, which wasn't an accident. It was on purpose. It was all design. See, Simon was a fisherman. He grew up a fisherman. I'm sure people taught Simon Peter how to fish. He probably attended the Sea of Galilee High School and got his certificate there and his diploma. And he probably spent many classes on fishing, on how to do it, how to be. He spent the school. He said, I'm going to learn everything I can to be prosperous in this life. I'm going to do everything I can to learn how to be a fisherman, to learn how to do the thing and to provide for my family. The experiences he gained and learned were so deeply rooted in his life. He became a professional. Out of everyone in the area, I'm sure Simon Peter was the one you called to go fishing with you. Graduates, I'm sure you're going to be calling up your parents or family members as you go to college and as you do other things in your life because you don't know some things, right? You don't know what it's like to, if you're going to live on a campus to live on a campus. You don't know what it's like if this is your first time moving out of the house, what it's like to live outside of the roof of your home. There's going to be a lot of things you call. I know Jolie and me, we still, Jolie will still call her mom for things. You know, we're just married. We're still under a year. Jolie still calls her mom because her mom has experienced things in life and knows how to get through things and knows how to do things. Amen. So Jesus steps into this man's boat. The boat was elevated high enough to where Jesus could see everyone to teach. Almost like an amphitheater kind of setting. So I'm sure Peter is close by enough to hear what Jesus is saying to these people. And he's hearing these teachings that Jesus is given. And after Jesus had finished speaking, he turned to Simon Peter and said something that seemed rather odd. He says, put out into the deep water. And let down the nets for a catch. Now graduates, think about this for a second. This is just strange. What Jesus is telling Peter goes against everything Peter has experienced. Peter was a professional fisherman. Fishing was not just something he did casually. He didn't just do it on the weekends. He didn't just go hang out with his fishing buddies every now and then when he got off of work. This was how he provided for his family. This was his career. He didn't just take a few courses. This was a profession of his, a deeply rooted experience that he has, and he was serious about it. I mean, as a fisherman, I'm sure he was close to the shore of the lake because he knows that the fishing he was doing wasn't made for the deep water, but for the shallow areas near the shore. I mean, the guy just spent all night deep sea fishing and caught absolutely nothing. And... Any fishermen know that when fish don't bite, they just don't bite. Right, Brother Al? When fish ain't biting, 
That's right. Just hang it up. They're not biting. Everything that Peter had experienced, hear me, everything he experienced went totally against what Jesus said. But when Jesus answered, Peter wasn't mad. In fact, I'm sure what Peter heard during Jesus' teaching made Peter seem that the man he was talking to was more than just an ordinary human. Peter's response was, Master, we've been doing this all night and haven't caught anything. But because you tell us to do this, we will lay down our nets. Look, we've all experienced things that have made us certain about things in this life. We've all experienced things that we feel like won't change or that have made us stubborn about things or we feel like it's true because we've experienced it. I'm sure we told ourselves, well, surely God won't open this door or won't change this person or won't perform this miracle for this situation. Experience is very important in our lives, but newsflash is our experiences, what we've gone through and how we feel about things do not trump what God is wanting to do in our lives. It does not trump the experience that God is wanting to give us. If there's an opportunity to encounter and experience God, make that number one in your life. Don't miss out on the opportunities to encounter God. We never know when it's our last day. We never know. This could be our last service. But I promise you, every chance I get to worship God, I'm going to give it everything I've got. Graduates, every chance you get to worship God, do it with everything you have. If it's a five-minute prayer time, if it's a 30-minute reading of the Word, if it's coming to church when you don't feel like it, whatever it is, give it everything you've got and watch God abundantly bless you in what you're wanting to do in this life. Church, if God is not at the center of everything that we decide, then everything we do is all in vain. Every experience we encounter should be the one that God orchestrates. That's a tough pill to swallow. We want to do things our way sometimes. We want to go through, we figure we've got it all planned out. Graduates, you've got a whole life ahead of you. I don't know about you, I had somewhat of an idea when I was going to college of what I wanted to do. But I tell you now, what I'm doing today is not what I thought I was going to do in high school. I knew growing up I wanted to be all kinds of things. I wanted to be a chef one day. I wanted to be a cop the next day. I wanted to be a professional wrestler the next day. I wanted to be all kinds of stuff growing up. And I'm sure that's the same way. I'm sure y'all thought about doing all kinds of stuff. You know, I just pray that with college. College is not cheap. So make sure, make sure you know what you want to do when you get to college. Amen. And let me go ahead and say this. If college is not your route, don't go to college. For some, reason, it's, for some reason, there was this longest time of college or nothing, but there are so much more opportunities out there than just college. But I promise you this, if you keep God first in your life and you let Him guide you, He's going to set you up, whatever the route is, whatever the route may be. God will provide those steps. So just as Jesus entered the boat of Simon Peter's, He too will enter our boat and if he tells us to do something that our minds and experiences can't comprehend, remind yourself that Jesus is our Savior. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He knows the beginning to the end. 
But he is also the door into a reality that is so much bigger and much more amazing than the reality of this world. I know it may look good. I know some things may shine in the end. I know you may got it figured out. But I promise you, if you let God move and you trust Him, He's going to make a way. He's going to do it. The door that He's wanting to open for a lot of us, if we will just trust Him and step through that door, it may look bad on the other end. It may not look what we're used to on the other side. But if you step through the door and you allow God to orchestrate your steps, what He has planned for you and what He has planned for us is so much better than what's on that side of the door. So much better than what's on that side of the door. So much more we can have. He gives life and He gives it more abundantly. Amen. Amen. Don't think for one second that the experiences of this world are far better than the experiences of God. Let me repeat that again. Don't think for one second that the experiences of this world are far better than the experiences of God. Wherever your dorm's going to be, put that on a sticky note right on your bathroom mirror and read that to yourself every morning. Whatever, whatever I experience, I better make sure that God is in every single one. Regardless of what TikTok tells you, regardless of what Instagram says, regardless of what social media says, regardless of what it may look like on the other side of the fence. If you are not meant to be on that side of the lawn, don't go there. Be where God needs you to be. I know y'all, y'all prayed about y'all's decisions. Y'all feel like this is where God is wanting y'all to go. Don't stray from that. It may be hard. It may be tough. It may look like nobody else is doing it. You may be the only person sharing the gospel on your campus. You may be the only light that somebody sees in a classroom or at a business or at a job or wherever it may be. But don't let your light go out. Please, don't let your light go out. Let it stay strong. There are people that need you and that need us to share the light. They need us to experience what it means to be no God. They've never experienced anything like that, Brother Caleb. What it means to have an encounter with God. They've never experienced what it means when you're sad and you're crying in your bed and your own house. When you're sad and you don't know where to turn. When you can feel the presence of God just fall into your room or into your bed. They don't know what it's like to come to an old-fashioned altar and just break the chains of what's been bounding them and what's been hurting them. They don't know what that mercy and grace is. They don't know what it's like to feel the precious love of God. But let it be us. To go and share the good news. To go and share the gospel to the whole world. Amen. Amen. But with God, His experience is so much better. The scriptures could have just stopped. I'll prove it to you. The scriptures could have just stopped by saying with just that the nets were casted and they were filled with a multitude of fish. It could have stopped right there, Brother Lee. Those nets could have been filled. I'm sure they could have been done. Jesus could have waved. Did the politician wave and smile and said, Here you go, I love you. Pieces, the Richard Nixon deuces, and go along his merry way. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. The nets didn't just stay confined with the fish. See, because a lot of times when we have an experience with Jesus, He does more than what we think He's going to do. 
We may ask God, God, I need you to help my finances. He may help your finances, but he's going to give you a promotion on your job. God, I need you to help my brother. I need you to help my parents with, with whatever's going on in this family. He may do that, but he also may mend what's been broken. He's not satisfied with just doing the mundane. He's not satisfied. If, he, if we are truly pleasing God with everything we've got, he's going to look after us. He's going to do what we're asking him to do. But the rest of verse 6 says, and their nets break. All of Peter's life's work, all of his experiences and his ambitions and his goals were threaded within those nets. Everything, his whole identity and his life were in those threads of those nets. Everything he was, everything he grew up to be, the breadwinner, he was in, it was in those nets. God could have just done the blessing. He said, with me all things are possible, and I'm going to bless you at your job. But no, Jesus did something more impactful in Peter's life. We tend to think that by our experiences and what we learn, we can accomplish anything. And you can with God. With God, you can accomplish anything. Anything you set your mind to it. With enough, enough determination, you can do it. But you will only fill the net up to its maximum capacity that you have set to do. Peter's net said, when I'm filled, I can have a great multitude of fishes. When we do things by our own experiences and thoughts and will, we too can do great things. But if we allow God to step in, I know God came in and he filled those nets with fishes, but there was something about them breaking. If we allow ourselves to not let the flesh step in, if we allow ourselves to not be stubborn and let God do what he's trying to do in our lives, he won't just fill our nets, but he'll break them. I feel like this is for everybody. If we allow God to truly do what he wants to do in our lives, he won't just fill the nets. He'll break them. He'll break them. For some of us, we grew up not in church. We grew up in the school of hard knocks. We grew up rough and had to get through some things. And we think that the world is only that. But then you encounter Jesus. And there's color in your life. What used to be black and white. And God is wanting to do some things. We can't think that way anymore. What we've experienced, we can't allow that to dictate how we are going to be in the kingdom of God. We've got to allow to understand that there's a bigger picture that God is trying to do in our lives. And God is trying to do in this church. And God is trying to do in these graduates. And I promise if we let him, the nets of our lives will break. And it won't only just fill my life, but it will fill the lives of those around me. And God will do a beautiful thing in your life. God's experience that we go through, that we have, is not just for us. It's for those that need that same experience. As the nets were breaking, the fishermen of Peter's boat were beckoning their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. They came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. The miraculous, the power, and the greatness of God is not meant just for us to have, but it's meant for everyone to experience. I promise you there's going to be somebody in your future at least somebody who needs a touch of Jesus. 
whether it's a family member. I mean, let's face it, we all need Jesus every day. But somebody who really needs God, their life is in shambles. They're going to be there. God's not going to come down from some glory cloud and shine a spotlight on that person. A lot of times when God's doing things, it just happens. It just happens. But don't be scared. Don't be shy. Let the boldness of God come over you. Because if it was good for us, it's good for them. And if I needed it, remind yourselves of the days you're down, the days you're gloom, and when you turn to the word of the Lord, or when you listen to your favorite Christian song and it makes you feel good, or if you've got the Holy Ghost, you feel just power. That gets me through. That same feeling, we've got to get it to other people. There's so many people. I remember being on, I went to LSUA, so many people. Did I save them all? No. And you're probably not. But don't, at least try. At least try. At least try for somebody. Whether it's a conversation. Start there. Pastor says it all the time. Be a friend to them first. And then open up the door to Jesus. And I promise you, we promise you, they'll cling to you a lot more if you're their friend first. Amen. John 17, 23, I and them and thou and me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. 2 Corinthians 1 and 4, who comforteth us in all tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. God wants us to be the very best we can be. But it takes those experiences with him. Let's all stand. I'm closing. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church. Or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, The service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.